I'm Kate. And I'm Jesse. And you're listening to Cocktails and Content Creation. <laughs> Let's do this. And everyone's freaking out and you're hearing all these things about the computers taking over the world, really. <laughs> um, threatening your livelihood. Like, that's scary. That's scary stuff. Welcome to Cocktails and Content Creation, the podcast dedicated to helping you easily create content with confidence. I'm Kate Andrews. And I'm Jesse Wyman. Welcome back to another episode of Cocktails and Content Creation. This is episode 141. If you're enjoying the podcast, why not leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen in? We would love to know what you think. For today's episode, we're chatting about how to use AI or artificial intelligence strategically in your business, including some juicy AI prompts. But before we go any further, Jesse, what are you drinking today? Uh, so I'm actually enjoying some shipyard pumpkin because we are like officially into fall. Mm-hmm. So, um, it's one of my favorite pumpkin beers. I will have to say that I haven't tried that many, but when I do want a pumpkin beer, that's my go-to. I think that's probably the best. Definitely. I like it with the sugar rim. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You gotta have really the sugar good. rim. So, all right. All right. Well, now that we have that important important business out of the way, let's dive into our discussion about AI with Doreen Vanderhart of Knapp Creative. Doreen Vanderhart is the CEO and creative director of Knapp Creative, the graphic design and social marketing agency for friendly, upscale, women-owned brands. Together with her team, she's helped hundreds of women grow their businesses and use the internet to put dollars into their jeans. Today, she's going to talk with us about how to use artificial intelligence or AI strategically, why it's not a threat to your creative services, which I'm very interested to hear about, and the best uses of AI in your content creation. Doreen, thanks for coming on the show. I'm so happy to be here, honestly. We are so excited to have you. Well, before we get into the really juicy stuff, we're going to start with uh, our first question, which is, what are you drinking today? Or what would you would be what would you be drinking at five o'clock in the afternoon? Honestly, I'm the boringest drinker of all time. <laughs> and I just have a gigantic jug of water and I try to drink a bunch of these. I drink water. That's like pretty much it. So oh, you're- water. Okay. Well, you're probably one of the healthiest people that I know then. Nope. I am not, in fact, at all. <laughs> you're just See, well I, hydrated. You're the most I, well hydrated person. We know. I know. I'm like, I'm like perpetually dehydrated, I feel like, all the time. At least you're not peeing all the time. It's a win, really. Um, mm-hmm. I was up until last June when I had my second one. It was like, for some reason, every five minutes, it was just, yeah, that was yeah. not fun. Yeah. No. <laughs> Anyways, that's my life. I'm not pregnant, but I pee all the time. <laughs> no, because you're actually hydrated. Good for you. Cool. All right. That's, that's totally on the right foot. That's <laughs> totally better than being pregnant. All right. Well, all right. Now that we've covered all of those bases, give us a brief introduction. I, I kind of gave a little bit of a people a little bit of a taste of who you are and what you do, but we want to hear it from you. Tell us about your journey and uh, where you are right now. Oh, I will try to keep it really short because I know that these can tend to get really long. Um, Let's start with uh, maybe my high school yearbook that said, guess what it said in there? I wanted to be a webmaster. So pretty sure I'm doing it. This is a thing. This job didn't exist when I was a kid. So that blows my mind. It's pretty stinking cool. Um, I've always been interested in design things. I've always been interested in psychology. I love humans. I love talking to them. I love learning about how they tick. 
Um, this is like the best of all worlds. I'm very aesthetically driven. I love creating all the beautiful things. And that's my job. It's unbelievable that this is really a thing. Um, I dabbled forever between like I had weird jobs, renting cars, became a mom as well. I have three kids of my own. Um, so I just did life, I guess. But I always was dabbling in like website design, logo designs, all that kind of stuff. And then it turned into um, I would deliver a concept to a client and be like, bye, good luck with your business. And that's not really how I roll. Let's be real. I want to be here in your corner helping you grow the thing. And also because I'm super curious about humans and how they work and all the things. And then social media became a thing. And then I was like, ooh, we could do marketing. And it just kind of happened. <laughs> Um, so yeah, it just, it was a very organic, not thought out in advance journey whatsoever. Um, but I'm just following my curiosity and this is where it's led me. So 2018 was the year that I officially hung my shingle and created Knapp Creative. Um, that my daughter, my youngest daughter was about a year old when I opened the doors. So, and because this is very much a life first business, like I want to be a mom, I want to be, you know, there with cookies when they come home from school and all the cliched things. Um, I booked out really quickly because I had such a limited amount of time available. So then I hired a person part-time, which grew into a full-time, which grew into another person. And it just, it just keeps growing. I just want to help people. I want to be here for my family. I want my team to be able to be there for their families. And we're all just very much on the same page. Same with our clients. Like they need to be there doing whatever it is that's important for them. Um, and yeah, we're just following life wherever it takes us. And this is where we are now. You sound like an awesome boss. I am. I'm not even <laughs> I'm, you know what? I love hearing that kind of confidence. So often when you bring somebody, when we bring someone on the show, there's like, I mean, it's a, yes, it's a good thing to be modest, not let things go to your head, all that kind of stuff. But if you're good at something, like own it. Yeah. I'm yeah, just I agree. Yeah. tired of, tired of like not, not owning what we are good at. So that is, that is an awesome thing to hear. Well, um, women don't do it enough. And I tell my clients this all the time. I'm like, brag away. I'm going to brag. You better believe I'm going to brag. And not like, but you're right. Like just, it's facts. If you're yeah. good at something, then say it. And if you yeah. can serve someone in some way, then say it. Why are we, we're really not doing ourselves any favors here. <laughs> so I'm with you a hundred percent. Now, we, you know, it's funny. Oh, sorry, Jesse, you go ahead. I was going to say, I'm on your website right now. And you, so now you have three, three people under your under you yeah there's four of us we're wow. we're not they're not under we're very oh i love it well yeah that's that that's really awesome. amazing i mean I, there's a lot of people listening here that are probably wanting to get to that point where they can actually provide you know work for other people but be at a point where they can grow to actually have Definitely. some of that work offloaded onto them where they can be sort of the creative director like you are so that's that's really um kudos to you yeah, yeah. Congratulations. Well, so we've actually talked about AI on the show. Jessie did an experiment uh, a little while ago on it, and then she shared her results. And and it was it was quite interesting. Um, but, you know, it, it can become it, it's it's a very controversial thing, especially when it comes to content creation. Why do you feel that is? So. I'm curious. Uh, first of all, I'm sad that I missed that particular episode. I didn't even see it. So I'm going to go back and listen <laughs> to what that episode says, because I'm very curious. It's very new. You know, we don't know anything. So mm -hmm. I'm curious, what was your first thought when you heard about ChatGPT or AI? What was your guys's first like gut reaction? 
mine as a photographer and where I mm. don't create a lot of written copy, I was like, oh my God, this is so cool. You okay. know, I, I was excited about it and I wasn't like, I wasn't worried at all, but I was also seeing it through the lens of users on TikTok saying like showing how they use chat GPT to create yeah. like a month's worth of content. And I'm like, oh, this is amazing. So again, for me, because I don't, my services are not written content. Like I wasn't yeah. threatened. I didn't even think about it. And then I started hearing, oh, it's going to take our jobs. And so I was like, oh, I didn't even think about that. But that was my first impression was like, wow, this is really cool. I, what about when you heard about the image generation? Ooh. Honestly, I wasn't like that worried about it because people kept posting samples of it. And like, they're like, and don't really like the way they turned out. Yeah. But I'm also just not really, I'm always the type to be like, eh, I'll, Jessie, be, I'll, be, I'll is, be good. Don't yeah. worry. Be happy, Jesse. Um, I love that. And with, with me, you know, I there's as a as somebody who does freelance writing um I I feel like they've people have tried to do things like this like I I I offer my clients like kind of a high level service and that I really try to mimic their voice when mm-hmm. it comes to their blog posts or copy or stuff like that which you know it's very easy to go onto one of those um, outsourcing websites where it's like task oriented and find a writer who will like do something for like 30 bucks. And you're like that. What kind of time are they spending on this? If it's only going to be about $30 for a full on, you know, thousand word blog post, you know? So at first when I heard about it, I was like, this can't, this can't replace people who really know how to write, who really can recreate a brand voice. Um, but, you know, as Jesse said, then we started hearing about some of the the controversy going on. It's going to take our jobs and stuff like that. And I'm really, you know, for me, it got a little scary because it, I thought to myself, like, there are people that aren't going to really care anymore about, we're all going to be a very watered down version of one product because, it was going to be like, we were all going to sound the same because people weren't going to care. Oh, am I going to spend this much money for somebody who can recreate my brand voice? Or, you know, am I going to just get the content out there and not have to really spend much money at all and and keep my website updated? So um, I guess my first reaction was, no, this this can't replace us to, uh, oops, maybe maybe there's something here. So mm-hmm. that's, that's my, that was my it was like a two-step feeling. Yeah. No, and I think I think it's a thousand-step feeling, let's be real. I feel like I've gone here and there and everywhere on it. So my first thought, well, first skepticism, honestly, I was like, seriously? And then when I actually, you know, used to, there's more and more buzz around it. And especially when I feel like we're in little echo chambers, like you're in the yeah. industry and everyone's freaking out and you're hearing all these things about the computers taking over the world, really. <laughs> Um, threatening your livelihood like that's scary that's scary stuff and I think for me too I'm a mom I have three kids I've mentioned them I'm going to mention them a hundred more times they're the most important thing Um, when they're you know when they're relying on AI like I remember telling my 13 year old like check this out isn't this cool and then the way that his brain is just like wow I don't have to do anything anymore like right how does it impact future generations like their creativity how innovative can they be? Like, what can they what can they actually do? Can they function without a screen in front of them? That worries me, honestly. 
I have a uh, four-year-old, and now I'm wondering, is she actually going to do her homework in the future, or is she going to be typing something into chat GPT or something I, like that and I doing a paper feel, that way? Yeah, I feel for teachers and professors right now. Like, for university professors, are you kidding? You think those students aren't throwing everything into chat GPT? Yeah, they are. Um, I, you know, I totally so that, would have. That's, that's a worry, <laughs> for sure. That's a fear. Like, maybe I'm just being a fearful person, but I'm like, hey, how can I raise my kids to be able to still function yeah. as humans? And that's like... It's not just AI, it's all of the tech. And for someone who works in a techie job, I'm actually super anti-tech, which is funny. Um, so there's that. Like I'm not, I'm not, let's not just plug in for our whole life, you know? Like let's let's get away and get back to real life. So um I do get scared that we're using losing that. Like that was that was a thought. And like you said, it's a many-step process where also on the bright side, it can help you be more creative. And we'll talk about that later, I'm sure. Um, so yeah, that's, that's, there's fear there for sure. Um, I think, like you said, the sheer volume of content that it can produce, like it's ridiculous. The impact that that has on our mental health that we have to weed through. Ooh, it's a lot, Yeah, <laughs> you know? So how is that going to impact our mental health, you know, now and a generation down? I feel like I'm being such a downer, but this is legit. This is, this is the feelings that come up me that I'm like, hey, this is scary stuff. This is we should be concerned. No, I think it's good for us to, you know, because yes, the the title is kind of of the show is how to use it strategically. But I think it is good to recognize the dangers involved in it, too. You know? Yeah. Well, and it's like social media, like we do social media marketing. Does that mean that I love all things about social media? No, it's a tool. And so is AI. It's a tool. But let's be smart about how we're using it. Exactly. Yeah. Um, We actually we we, you know, once once it was on our radar and then we're like, hey, let's play with this a little bit, right? So we played with it a little bit. We in immediately, it took no time. We ran into issues with the quality and accuracy. Our client experience was garbage because people were like, this isn't accurate. This isn't true. This isn't real. And we were like, well, crap. You can't just put stuff in and not cross check. You might as well write it yourself at that point, you know? Yeah. Um, so the quality accuracy is not there. There's a knowledge cutoff. I think it's like a couple 2021, I want to say, but like the knowledge just cuts off. You can't get current stuff. Hmm. Um, also training data. So we're all plugging stuff in there. There's going to be biases. We all know how polarizing that everything can be judging by just the, like the last five years. <laughs> um, the amount of just negativity on, you know, behind the protection of the screen, right? Like we're going to type things that we might not say in real life. Um, and then it's just everything, the algorithms and everything is designed to keep you in your little bubble. And like I said, a lot of us are living not intentionally, but we're in little echo chambers. All of us are. Yeah. Um, so then those biases are just, I think, controversially, they're just going to get bigger and bigger the more the AI is being used because we're training it. And then it's like taking you here and you over here and you have more and more of that. that That's not even something I thought about when it comes to the kind of uh, downside of it. So. Mm -hmm. Well, and the volume, like I said, right? Like it's not just a little bit, it's a lot. It's a lot of stuff that's coming out of yeah. here. So um that's the that's really all the crappy crap about it, honestly, <laughs> that I have laid awake at night worrying about. And like there's there's for sure stuff. There's good stuff about it, absolutely, but there's also stuff that I think it's important to be aware of. Like, what is this doing mostly, I think, like mental health-wise, as a society, like how polarizing it can be. And also for our kids, like the future generation, what, how is this going to impact them? We have to be really careful about how we're using this stuff. Yeah. Well, no, I think I totally it's still agree. very unregulated. And I think eventually 
it will become more regulated specifically because of those concerns. I think right now, just, you know, I don't know where it falls in terms of how it is. It's the wild west. And so, um, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. I think, I think it's just so new and I think the world is just starting to see its possibilities, but with a lot of these new tech innovations, like the regulations or the, the, the guidance on it takes years to catch up. So, but yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out over the next couple of years. Yeah. Yeah. And I, like I said, I do overall, I, I don't think the title is misleading. I think it's awesome. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm all, all about mm-hmm. it, but these are just that I'm like in the back of my head. I'm like, Hey, let's just be careful. That's all. I mean, it's, we really should be careful about a lot of things because I mean, as you, as you mentioned, like social media can be dangerous, you know, so this isn't, ex- I mean, the idea of something that could be a very positive thing, but still provide a very negative um, experience or backlash or whatever isn't necessarily new. So I think, you know, looking out for that is, is going to be key as I, I have no idea how they would regulate it, but you know, uh, We'll see. Um, the other thought process is that AI, using AI and content creation could be cheating. What's the thought on that? I don't think it's cheating. I think it's smart. So I think I've, I've heard this before. I don't know if you've heard this before, but AI isn't going to take away your job. Your competition that knows how to use AI, that's what's going to take away your job. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, dang, that's kind of true. So I think to not use it at all, you're going to fall behind. I really do. So I don't think it's cheating. I think it's a tool, like I said, and you got to learn how to use it and use it properly. Um, I completely agree. Yeah, it speeds up the process. Um, You have to know how to use it for sure. You can't just spit in a prompt and be like, okay, this is going to come out with all of this content that's done for me. (laughs) It's just not happening. Um, and I also, I, what I love about it, like where I mentioned that it's polarizing, but I also think you can ask it for new perspectives, right. That you haven't thought about. So when you're creating content and you're giving a more well-rounded perspective, I think that's awesome. I don't think that's cheating. I think that's just, it's a quick way to put yourself in somebody else's shoes. So that's a cool tool. Um, there's also, I, there's another platform. It's not chat GPT. It's called, I'll, I'll send you a link to this to put into the show notes. It's like mm-hmm. something, I don't know. Um, I have a bookmarked and I never know what it's called, but you can, it lets you create a scene. It lets you create an acronym. It finds intersections between two things. So you just like plug in two different things and you're like, I want to link these. It gives you ways to do that. It's brilliant. And it's a huge time saver. You can be way more creative with it. I don't think that's a cheat. I think that's like a cool tool that never used to exist. You know, that's like saying Googling something is cheating. It's not cheating. You should Google everything. Um, You've probably also heard people say like, it's a great starting point for like brainstorming. This is what everybody, this is the buzz, right? Um, It's also a great ending point, I find, for proofing your stuff. Like if you want to just brain dump a bunch of content, you're like, I'm not a good writer. I just want to like get this out of my head and I want it to be something that makes sense for my content. Mm -hmm. Put it in there and ask it to revise that for you. And then, you know, you'll get that polish that you're looking for. You have to be careful. I think you have to proof back and forth quite a few times. Um, But it's a great ending point. If you just kind of run stuck on like that final, you know, having your content sound the way that you want it to sound, it can be a really helpful tool for that. So I don't think it's cheating at all. Uh, What do you guys think? Do you think it's cheating? 
No, I, I actually think it's, you know, when I did my experiment, you know, through it, I think I quickly realized that it it's not a like a complete plug and play application. No. You have to, you know, put in your information, but then you realize it's not right. It may not have your tone. And then you have to say something like, now make it more funny or yeah. make it more interesting. So there still is a, a level of effort in there, but I find it's super, super um, applicable to the situations where you literally have no ideas of what to write about. And it'll give you that starting point, but it's not going to spit it out in your tone of voice. It may not have it geared toward the right audience. So then you have to tell it to refine that information, at least using the chat GPT program. So I think it's a tool. I don't think it's going to take away jobs, but I do think now content creators and writers are going to be using chat GPT to do, to, you know, do exactly what you said. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't quite think about it that way with, um, you know, you're going to be losing competition to the people who figured out how to use it strategically until you said that. And now that I think about it, that is definitely the case. Um, it's kind of I akin to like someone saying, well, I write on a typewriter. Well, why do you write on a typewriter when yeah. you can write in Word and have it proof everything for you? Like, it's yeah. kind of like that. Mm-hmm. Like, because they want to be obnoxious. No, because they want to like, they want to feel like they're old school and original. No, you're just really like shooting yourself in the foot. Nobody <laughs> is. The only person who should be doing that is Tom Hanks. That's he <laughs> that's has true. an obsession with typewriters, and that's yes. the only person that should be doing that. Um, you know, that's whoever thought we'd bring up Tom Hanks on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, I guess, I guess for me, it goes back to the idea of being in school, right? And if you were to use something like this, yeah, it totally would be cheating. So I don't want to get into whether schools should use it. We're we're speaking specifically yeah. about businesses, but I think that that like anxiety is in me that I'm just like. <gasps> You know, what happens if I'm so, you know, one of my clients found out that I used it to write something, you know, and then it's kind of like the idea with that with me, it's if they found out that I was like, you know, type something in and, you know, then I took it and I made it my own and everything. Could they feel like they could do the same thing? You know, could they feel like because because writing, you know, it's 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 so funny, again, providing more of like a boutique experience when it comes to blog writing. So many times people be like, oh, my gosh, I can't write a lick. And then you tell them, OK, well, this is how much it's going to be for this many blog posts with this many images and this kind of service and blah, blah, blah. And then they're like, you know what? I'm just going to do it myself. <laughs> but I think it still takes time. And I think the people that are going to hire writers are still having that same pain point of time. They're still yeah. going to have to open chat GPT. They're still going to have to finesse it. And at the end of the day, they could say, you know what? I don't care if somebody else uses chat GPT. I don't want to go in and do it. I just want somebody else to do it. And so I think in the end, the pain point is going to be the same. I'm going to play the devil's advocate a little bit. And I'm going to say, if you're using chat GPT as like, you're just going in and you're saying, this is this is what I want from you. And I want you to spit out 30 captions or whatever it is for the month, like in the social media contest or, or write a blog post about X, Y, Z, like in your case. Um, and you just use that and give that to the client. That is cheating. Don't freaking do that. I don't know if I can swear on here, but don't do that ever. Um, also, you can, okay, or do that, but it's so obvious. It is so obvious. Yeah. You can see the chat GPT or the AI generated content a mile away. It's not, it doesn't have any of the nuances. It doesn't have any of the the heart that actually properly written content will do. So you can cheat, but you're going to get busted and it's going to suck. Also just do a good job. Well, I think there's, I think there's writers out there that like, don't 
take the time to individualize their clients content yeah. anyways. So and that's and that's and why can they tell. can do it for like 30 bucks, you right. know, and that's well, where and they're not even always here's the thing. Some of them are not just charging $30. Some of them are charging top dollar and they're doing this and I'm like, well, you suck. So yeah, I know <laughs> that and it really bothers me because then there are people out there like me who's like, no, I can't. I feel like I just couldn't I could I just couldn't do that. No, no. I just couldn't do that. Well, I think it's, I think it's a matter of transparency. And I think it's a matter of if you're, if, you know, if a client came to you and said, I want you to be a writer for me, blog content, whatever. And they, and if that client said, you know, while you were discussing options, if they asked, if you use chat, I think it's a matter of transparency. And I think any client would appreciate that and say, well, yeah, sometimes I do, um, you know, or you don't. And that's for them to decide whether or not, you know, it's worth it. Yeah, I agree with that 100%. I, I feel like over communication, transparency, you can never go wrong. You can absolutely never go wrong. But it's, I think too, Kate, like you said, like taking pride in what you're actually doing and just do a good job. The bar the bar is not that high. Do a good job. Care about it. <laughs> it's, it's sad. It really is. So go ahead and, and cheat. And I'm I'm going to just say it. If you want to just use ChatGPT and have it spit out and then use that and put it out there, you're, you're going to blend. You're not going to get any results. Your stuff is going to be bland. It's it's just not going to mm-hmm. not going to work for you long term. Like maybe now before everybody know. I don't even know if it's working now. To be honest, I feel like it's like, hey, business owner, did you know? You know, like it has that that tone. I don't know how to get even explain. Like it. yeah, almost like, like spam to me. Yeah, that's how gross. I feel. Like, well, it's I very it's see- very trite in situations. It's like very obvious. Yeah. yeah. So I just don't think you're going to get any results like that. Yeah. So have at okay. it. You know? <laughs> I like I like your style. I like your style. <laughs> um okay, so now we've talked about, you know, whether or not it's cheating, the downsides to the actual you know to to AI in in general, why we shouldn't really be threatened by it. Now, we'll get into the the really good stuff. How do we use it in our content creation and is there a strategy to that? Okay, so I'm going to say it's not really a strategy, to be honest. I look at it more of a tool than a strategy, if that makes okay. any sense. Fair. Um, so, but yes, I, it's for sure a tool in our tool belt. I will not deny that for a second. Um, so I legit will pull up my chat GPT and tell you how that I'm using it. So first thing that comes up, how to say hell yes without swearing. I don't know. Give me some some options. So chat GPT will spit out 10 options for saying an emphatic yes, please without swearing, right? Because that's what I need. Um, Second prompt, rephrase this and I'll copy paste it, but keep the tone and keep the length. Here's some additional context if you need it. Super mixed results with a prompt like this. And I'm literally just like telling you exactly what I I put into my AI prompt. Um, But it does give us something to work with. Like even with the final, you know, where you're combining two things that gives you something that you can massage and tweak and hopefully make into something awesome. So that's cool. Um, another thing, you guys write enough copy to know this. I feel like everybody knows. You know how you're writing stuff and you just say the same word again and again. You're like entrepreneur, entrepreneur, entrepreneur. Like yeah. One paragraph. And it's like, oh, come on. Take your whole thing, paste it in and say, I said entrepreneur too many times. Please replace two of the entrepreneurs with another word. And it will. And it just, I feel like that's quick. It saves time. <laughs> Quickly, which, what are you, so what are you using specifically for this? What, this what is it, just chat GPT. This is, this is just chat PT. Okay. Yeah. So this is how I'm using it. 
I don't know how you guys are using it. I'm super curious. Um, Not that okay. sophisticated for me, at least. Oh, okay. What about you, Jesse? How are you using it? Um, I really haven't. So other than my experiment, um, you know, the other day I opened it up for something and, but otherwise I haven't been regularly losing it. A, because Kate write my, writes my blog post for me. So I don't have to worry about that. And I've been somewhat disenchanted with social media lately. So I've literally just been posting in app when I feel like it. And so that's just whatever comes to me, comes to me. And so, um, but had I been in super, super duper planning content mode, like I love these tips that you're giving the fact that you can like, yeah, that word I'm using it. I'm getting very wordy with this one word, replace it, like find an alternate phrase on how to like say Yeah, I do like like that a lot. Mm -hmm. Being too wordy, make this shorter. I want this to be six sentences only. You can say that to chat GPT and it will do it, you know? Um, Tell me how many of these you want because I have a billion. (laughs) Um, we'll take like, a couple really, more, definitely. You can put in phrases. Give me another way to unleash, say, unleash your business potential for female entrepreneurs. So I tell them, I tell ChatGPT who I'm talking to, right? Female entrepreneurs is still pretty generic. I like to get a little bit more specific than that. Um, but give me another way to say this particular phrase because it's not catchy enough. It's not really saying what I want to say. And again, it spits out 10. Most of them are not great. Like they have that same tone that I'm talking about where it's like very, I don't know, AI-ish. Um, but it gets me thinking, like it gets me going for this. Um, another one that I love to use is give me better emojis for this. When I'm typing on a keyboard, I don't want to find all the emojis. And I don't know all the emojis because I'm not that cool. I'm old. So <laughs> <laughs> I want to just put in my thing and say, like, you know, even if you have, like, because we create social media content for a lot of businesses, maybe they're having an event and you have like a date, a time, a location and whatever other details. So you have those lines. In a social media caption, it's really nice to have an emoji at the front of those lines because people are like, oh, this is important. And their eye goes there, all the things. So just type in your date time, blah, blah, blah. Type in your caption, ask ChatGPT to add the emojis. And it puts like a little calendar and a little pin and a little clock. And you don't have to find the emojis. I know that sounds ridiculous, but it's a time saver. That's how I'm using it just as a tool in my tool belt. Literally. Okay. So as you were saying that, I went to ChatGPT and I was like, using only emojis, say, let's go on a date to the beach. And it literally gave me beach waves, two people holding hands and a palm tree. That's kind kind of adorable. Anyways, continue. These are amazing. So I love it. And I know, I know everybody's here for the juicy stuff. So I save the best for last. This one is not going to write your content for you, but this is the prompt that's going to get you thinking really strategically and give you a really good jumping off point. So this is where I like crack my knuckles and go in deep. (laughs) So I'm very big on the Enneagram. I was curious. I was going to ask you guys earlier in this conversation already what your Enneagrams were, because I was like, what are you? I need to like psychoanalyze everybody. Do you guys know what you are? I always forget. I forget it. So does that like tell you anything about what I could possibly be? No, it doesn't. I'm a four. Is that it? Is that what it is? A four? Yeah, that's their number. It's numbers one through nine. Yeah, I'm a four. Or a seven. Oh, seven makes sense, actually. I Just by this brief conversation and listening to your podcast a little bit, I feel like I know you very well. And I'm like, now that I know you're a seven, I'm like, oh. <laughs> are you, you know, a seven? What are you? I'm a two wing three and they're almost the same. Like I'm very close to being a three, but I'm actually officially a two. I, I nerd out hard. We could have a whole other podcast. <laughs> um, anyways, I put the Enneagram in there because ChatGPT also knows that the Enneagram exists. So I'll put it in there. I'm an Enneagram 2 designer and marketing expert who loves Instagram. I'm good at writing. My photos are gorgeous. Like I'm going to tell ChatGPT all the things and I'm going to brag. 
um, shocker, <laughs> unexpected twist. I'm less awesome at creating videos. I'm trying to appeal to a woman who's savvy, who's friendly. She has an upscale brand. She's around the age of 50. She's really struggling to find the time to translate all the ideas in her head to a strategic, luxurious digital presence and client experience. I want my business to be the go-to, no question, only option for savvy female entrepreneurs that are ready to match the quality of her brand, not just her logo, but the entire experience of discovering and working with her to the quality of the service. So this is in depth. Like you can hear that this is like pretty, pretty hardcore, but I want them to know everything that I know about my client. So you can add anything like your location, any keywords that you want to be ranking for, seasonal shifts that you're going through where you're specifically creating content for that purpose, literally anything you want to do. So I'm going to put in that description that I'm going to say, give me Instagram and Pinterest post ideas and split them into three categories. I told you this was juicy. Like this, this is super in-depth. Yeah. Put into three categories. So the three categories, and I'm going to explain them. First category, attracting new people to my brand, nurturing my community, and inviting them into working with me. Because that's the customer experience that I want my social media or my content to be taking people through, right? So I explained each of them because I don't want to rely on the AI to know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> so I, I tell them everything. Um, and then I see what it spits out. Again, this is a starting point. It's not going to spit out the actual content, but it's going to give you some really good post ideas. This works. Like this gives you very good post ideas. Um, I treat it like a VA kind of, but also, like I said, I'm an awesome boss to my actual humans, but I, I'm kind of mean to chat GPT sometimes. <laughs> so I'll be like, impatient I'll roll my eyes I'll be like come on you can do better than that like I'll say that to chat GPT okay that was kind of lame I want something a little bit more out of the box or something like that so that's how I treat it and I have a conversation with it where I'm like you're my VA that I can be the biggest B to and I get what I want hopefully in the end so um so what were um so out of that do you want to do you have any of those things that it spit out that were like pretty good do you want to give us an example from that long-winded one do you have that just pull it up and see if I can find if you still have it okay so sharing uh one for a photographer so that we're starting with the attract strategy and then here are five so behind the scenes reel because reels are really great for attracting new faces to your brand there's a million ways you can do this and I tell GPT like if you know if I'm using Instagram or if I'm using you know YouTube or something like another way Pinterest whatever it is that I'm using to attract people to my brand so it says I said reels so then this is going to give me some real suggestions so behind the scenes I mean this is not hard to understand before and after so transformation of the client's branding after your photographer this is specifically for a brand photographer right where it's like this is what it looked like before this is what it looked like after um location spotlight if you are really trying to boost your reach in a specific area um, talk about the beauty of the city that you live in or wherever you want to shoot, right? Like you you want to be sharing that specifically. So that's going to attract people from that area to your brand. Client testimonials, always good. Um, and you can share these in a million different ways, but reels would be the way to do that in a way that you want to attract people. Um, local business collaborations. Again, if you're trying to increase your presence in a certain area, this is fantastic because it's going to, you're going to tag the business. You're going to have just, you know, more that community feel and experience. So that's for the attract strategy. Then for the nurture strategy, um, you can share like tips for how to prepare for a branding photo shoot, providing value, you're positioning yourself as an expert, um, client spotlight. So showcase the stories and successes of past clients, right? Through, you know, a carousel, um, highlight their journey, share how your photography contributed to their success, right? Like you want to really, you're, you're showing how you can help transform someone's life. 
um, polls and questions. I think for nurture, Instagram stories are awesome. If you are hanging out on Instagram, that's where you do a lot of the nurture, but you don't want it to be a one-way conversation, right? You want to make sure that this is going two ways. So again, like I'm using AI to help me and I'm combining it with my knowledge and my suggestion. Like I can't even help myself. I'm like, okay, this is why, (laughs) this is why you have to do this, right? So I'm picking out from the AI model, like what makes sense? What can I actually justify in my own head? What clocks with my experience with myself and my clients? And then what advice can I give from there? Or what kind of advice can I take from there? Um, and then for converting, you know, really you want to talk about results. So show, show, you know, again, a carousel side-by-side comparisons, high, highlighting the tangible improvements that your photographer photography brings to someone's brand. Video testimonials are huge. Any social proof that you can share. Now I'm just nerding out about social media. I'm talking this <laughs> own voice. See, this is the thing. It's like you use it as a jumping off point. That's exactly what I'm talking mm-hmm. about. Like, it's here. And now I'm like, this is why you need visit our, our video testimonials, countdowns to bookings, frequently asked questions, payment plan options. Maybe someone's worried about the see, I'm doing it again, price, but you need to overcome that objection. So it's a really yeah. good, I seriously can't even help myself, but it's a great jumping off point for like, you're going to plug this in. You're going to give it lots of details so that it knows who it's talking to. You're going to take those ideas and then you're going to use your noggin, your actual intelligence, and you're going to come out with something really great. So that's one of my favorite prompts for just coming up with post ideas of like, hey, this is how, this is how, and then you have to create the content. So that's up to you. You can use GPT, like I said, for subbing out words or proofing or things like that. Um, and it's super helpful. It's a really, it's a really cool tool. So that's kind of how I use it. You've got me convinced. I love all of that <laughs> because I'm a brand photographer. So, well, yeah. And we work with a lot of, I love photographers. I dabbled in photography for a little bit, just like everybody, but I didn't stick with it. And I'm happy that I didn't, but I love working with photographers because I know enough about it that I'm like, you know, I can nerd out yeah. with you. So mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. Love it. You know, and it's funny because so I work with uh, I work with a couple of different photographers and one of my photographers has been having like issues with her creativity. She's been feeling like she can't come up with. No, Jesse, this isn't you, by the way. She <laughs> she's been feeling like she can't come up with blog post ideas or anything like that. Um, And I like I suggest things to to her, but she's the one who really knows what fits for her brand as much as I try to like mimic that. Um, She's the one who makes the decision. So I'm I think I'm going to chat with her about using chat gpt to to come up with some some inform you know some ideas for future blog posts so great yeah ideas. and it's not it's not going to come up with a strategy for you but you kind of plug mm-hmm. in right you're like i i, I want to focus on attracting more people right now i'm not selling right. anything but i want to build my audience like tell that to ai and it will tell you some ideas of what you could do so yeah despite the way that we started off with oh no it's ruining our children. I'm also like, no, this is a very, very cool tool. It started I'm- off very negative, And I think we yeah, ended- it did. we're ending on a positive note. <laughs> well, on that note, now that we know, you know, we just to, so you're very upfront with your clients, you do use chat GPT for, for yeah. some of your services. But how can people get in touch with you and learn about Knapp Creative? Well, uh, you can go to our website, connectcreative.ca, which is currently being updated. I can't wait to launch the new one. Honestly, I love my old one. You know how you make something and it's awesome, but then you make the new one and you're like, oh, the old one looks like a bag of crap. Um, I'm getting distracted, but <laughs> that's where I'm at on my website. Go to connectcreative.ca. My goal is to launch it by September 21st. Um, we'll see. I probably won't. But anyways, my website, I also love to hang out on Instagram, knap.creative. Uh, you can hang out with me there. Those are honestly my two favorite places to hang out online. So yeah, come say hi. Awesome. 
Well, we can't wait for people to take a listen to this episode. I think it's going to be really enlightening, especially since this is such a, you know, has been such a controversial issue. So hopefully they'll take something uh, a little more positive away from it. So thank you so much, for Dorian, for coming on the show and chatting with us. Thanks for having me. This was fun. Thank you. My main takeaway, and, you know, this was already something I believed is that AI is just going to be a tool for our business. Um, you know, I haven't started using it regularly for my business, but um, I do feel like I am a little bit more inspired to leverage its capabilities now that we've had our talk with Doreen. I loved how she gave us some really great prompts to use for ChatGPT that can you know, give us some thinking outside the box. And one thing I have realized, especially with my last experiment, was that you almost have to have a conversation with ChatGPT to kind of finesse the result. And even after finessing, you still want to review it and make sure it's applicable to your audience, to your brand, that it's meeting expectations and meeting the tone of voice that you're trying to, to get at. I will just say that that is exactly my thought process on on it now. So thinking a lot more positive. Again, she we went over the negative aspects of it, um, but I think leaving this conversation, I feel a lot more positive about it and how I can use it to um, my advantage. Mm-hmm. So. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening to Cocktails and Content Creation. You can head over to our Facebook group, Cocktails and Content Creation Community, and join us there. Or check us out on Instagram at Cocktails and Content Creation. I'm Kate Andrews, and you can follow me on Instagram at Fashionably Kate and Co. And I'm Jesse Wyman. You can follow me on Instagram at Jesse Wyman Photos. Make sure to tune in next time for another episode of Cocktails and Content Creation. Until then, cheers to your next cocktail. And happy content creating.